0: it's so awesome preaching at the gathering place in this house and to all of you because i've heard it put this way before you know the bible says enter his courts with thanksgiving and praise when you go high and praise the height you go in praising him is the depth you can go in worship so you can't go deep in worship until you go high in praise and when you go deep in worship you take the low place and then you can overflow with the word i'm deep so i'm able to hold he makes us a holy container for the word so preaching here, when the Holy Spirit takes over, you guys are hungry. And, and it's like this. You guys pull it out of a pastor. I was talking to Roe and I was like, man, have you ever ministered to a crowd where they almost block it? Like they, you can tell they don't want it. And then you preach to a certain crowd like the gathering place and they just pull it out of you. I mean, it's like, oh, this is awesome. So, um, yes, it, it, this, this is an awesome word from the Lord. Uh, it's just, so I was talking to a friend and, and he's a worship leader. At a church, and we we were going over different things, talking ministry, and and he's like, you know, I, I just I, I want to see the church be the church the other six days of the week, and and, and we talked about it. I said, yeah, but w- the church has to start pastoring people. I said, let me ask you this: When's the last time you heard a message on the blood? Oh, I don't know. I said, when's the last time you heard the gospel? I well, I. I said, when's the last time the message of the cross has been preached? When's the last time you've heard the Beatitudes? He's like, well, I, I heard the Beatitudes when, I'm in, when I was in like ninth grade. And I mean, he's a grown man. He's got a family. And I'm like, man, we've got to pastor people. We have to equip people. Man, we've got to have message like the blood, about the blood. And then we have a man of God like Pastor Rose say, I have a series this month, and it's called The Blood Still Speaks Today. Come on. I mean, this is the Lord. This is the Lord. Come on. This is the Lord. So let's pray and we'll jump into the word. Father, we just come before you. Lord, put me behind the cross and you just speak this morning. Lord, I speak to anything binding our hearts, anything pulling at our attention. Sever that thing right now in the name of Jesus. God, put us under the blood. Let us receive God. Let us leave different than the way we come. Mark us with your thumbprint this morning, God. Mark us this morning. Have your way. Have your way, Jesus. In your name. Amen. Amen. So this morning, when we talk about the blood, we're going to talk about covenant. So we're going to talk about covenant, And and I love talking about covenant. See, this is the last Sunday you're going to see me as an unmarried man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm getting ready to enter into a covenant with Daniela. And see, the awesome thing is I I heard Abigail, our young adult pastor, say that she was praying over somebody and she goes, you know, marriage was God's idea. It was it was it was literally symbolic for him being the bridegroom and us being the bride. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. I can go into this covenant confidently because I'm in a covenant with dad, you know, and he taught me. So now he taught Daniela. And so now we're able to come together as one. And I believe what he's calling us, church. He's calling us back to oneness. He's calling us back to unity. He's calling us back to being in covenant under the blood. Oh, man. So what I'm going to do today is um, I was, I've was i been reading the Gospels. And, you know, you just can never get sick of the Gospels. Like, I have a hard time. I want to move into Acts and Romans and all of that. But I just keep going back to John and keep going back to Luke. And just every time I read it, he blows my mind. Now I now I know why when the angels in heaven circle him, they keep singing, holy, holy, holy. Because every time they circle him, they see a new dimension of his glory and just keep singing it. I mean, when you're in the word, when you're in the secret place and he's there, he just keeps blowing your mind. Like, oh, holy, I didn't see that before. God, you're holy. And so what I'm going to try to do is, and and I've been doing this in our youth group. For those of you that don't know, Daniela and I are the youth pastors here. Um, We we really, Jesus, he would, he would, uh, in his walk, he would teach, he would preach, and he would heal. And I believe this morning, I'm going to teach, I'm going to do a little bit of preaching, and I believe there's going to be a time for manifestation of whatever he wants to do. There's going to be a time for that. So um, that's what we're going to do. Uh, I just, since I brought up the youth, I'm going to say this quick. The, the Lord has been moving. I believe he's calling out this generation. I mean, there was a last Wednesday, maybe two Wednesdays ago, we were we were talking about uh, I was really the Lord. gave me a word about purifying your hearts. And I, I ministered this word. And even the ones that didn't want to be there, the power of God set in the room and overrode their free will. And they were like, yeah, pray for me. They, they were they were like in the spirit receiving. And then, OK, it's like eight o'clock. I'm like, they're probably going to jump up and leave. We close in prayer, and they jump up and start worshiping. It was an overflow. It was like 840, 8, 835, 840 before we got out of there. I mean, God is moving. He is moving, in this, and he's calling out this generation. So we're going to talk about covenant. So I want to I talk about the idea of what covenant is. I want to I talk to you about uh, like the origin of covenant. Okay, it's, I'm still a student of covenant myself, so I'm still learning and, and still trying to understand. And I'm, I'm just a student of the word. Lord, teach me, teach me. And, and, and he just keeps revealing stuff. So covenant, it's this Eastern culture idea. Um, and it's as basic. If you want to break it down to a basic level, it's a contract between two partners. So there's two people in a covenant and, um, it, it's where we get our word new Testament. I'm sure most of you know this. I'm just throwing a fun fact in there. This is free. Um, it's the new Testament and the old Testament. It's also, you can say it's the new covenant and the old covenant. Um, some covenant context see when there's there's these two parties and they're talking about the covenant what are they settling on what are they discussing and there's there's some context of covenant language so there's a covenant love there's a covenant solidarity there's a covenant goodness there's a covenant friendship there's a covenantal peace and there's covenantal prosperity so there's language of a covenant so there there's meat to a covenant it's not just Two parties in agreement, so there's language, and there's things that go into making a covenant and then with this, once the agreements are made, once the terms are understood, all the fine print is made known there's animals involved, and they would slaughter the animals, and the an, one animal would be slaughtered, and the blood would be used to seal and to form the covenant, so they would they would they would agree and, and, and let this covenant stand among themselves and among them the families because it was sealed and formed in the blood there was blood shed for this agreement okay and then there was another animal or animals that they would slaughter and they would have a feast so then they would they would sit at the table together and they would feast they would they would they would have community they would have like a like a fellowship after they would settle on a covenant they would come to agreement and they would they would form this and in the jewish culture this applied each year they would renew the covenant um, in times of festivals. So each year, they would renew the covenant. They would have another feast. They would shed more animals' blood. They would do these things and renew the covenant. So going into reading the scriptures, when when they would form a covenant, everybody else understood what a covenant was. So so it wasn't just Jewish culture. Other countries, other uh, leaders, they would make covenants. Families would make covenants over land. So covenant wasn't a foreign thing to them. So, so now that we, we understand covenant and kind of just a basic uh, view of what covenant is, we can look at some of the Old Testament covenants. We have God and Noah. We have the patriarchal covenant, which was Abraham. We have Moses and his covenant, and we have the Davidic covenant. I might add what we had this morning. That was Davidic worship. Come on, man. That was great. We're entering into a time of Davidic worship where literally our worship frees people. Our worship is our warfare. You know, when we're in here worshiping and we're praising God and we're climbing that mountain, the city of Marion is having things happen in the supernatural. The kingdom realm is getting shaken because of Davidic worship. And that's what's coming in this generation is Davidic worship. So the the heart of God has always been new covenant relationship. Let, let, Let me explain. The heart of God has always been new covenant relationship. The garden is a perfect example. There was perfect intimacy. There was God and Adam would walk in the cool of the day. They they would they would walk and they would name things and they did. They were intimate together. Adam and God were face to face. They were intimate. They 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 knew all about the secret place. It was perfect intimacy. It was insight to a New Testament a New Covenant relationship. and and let me let me let me prove this to you. Genesis chapter three. What's pastor always say? You can find it in Genesis chapter 1, 2, and 3. So Genesis 3, verse 21, it says this. So, so this is after the fall of mankind. This is after, you know, we'll blame it on Eve, you know, and then she, she drug Adam into it, and, and they, they've fallen. They, they've, they've blocked themselves from perfect intimacy. Now listen to this. Verse 21, Genesis chapter 3. Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord made tunics of skin and clothed them. Now I might propose this, that... That literally that tunic was a lamb, that the lamb was slain and there was blood on the tunic and he wrapped Adam and Eve. They were smeared in the blood before they knew of the cross, because remember, Jesus was crucified before the foundations of the earth. Jesus longed for a New Testament relationship. A new covenant relationship. So he wrapped them in the skins of uh, the, the, I believe it was lambskins with blood on them. Now I said, God, that might be far-fetched. How do I prove this in the scriptures? So I went to the concordance and I found this word. Clothed is labash. Labash is found here in Isaiah chapter 61 verse 10. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 10. And it says this, oh, this is good. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord my my soul shall be joyful in my God for he has clothed me there's that word clothed me with the garments of salvation he has covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels He said, listen, that lamb skin is salvation. It was the blood that smeared over them. He said, listen, the blood will bring us back together. It is the blood from Genesis chapter three. He said, listen, I will wrap you in skins of the lamb. From Genesis three, that's his desire. Listen, listen, this this is good. You have to you have to take those now that we're in the new covenant. We have to take those and we have to enter into our part of the covenant. We have to put those tunics on. We have to put that lambskin on. The enemy has these three. We say we see these three main schemes of the enemy right off the get go. When he when, when he tempts Eve, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye and the pride of life. Those three things echo throughout eternity. Most sin you're dealing with is birthed from this lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, and the pride of life. And the only way those things can get severed off of your life and that thing can get thrown into the fire, the lake of fire is literally walking into the covenant and putting on that blood, putting on that lambskin. Get under the blood. Get those things under the blood, man. We gotta. We have to come into agreement with heaven. We have to enter into that covenant fully. We have to come into unity with God. we got to get that thing under the blood, There is literally, we have access to the kingdom. We 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 are meant to carry this mantle of revival. The Lord said it in his prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But it doesn't come until we get free. We got to get that stuff under the blood. And God knew that. So he said, here, Adam, here, Eve, here's your tunic. Put it on. Get that thing under the blood. Get back into intimacy. All right. So Matthew chapter five, Matthew chapter five verses seventeen. I've heard a lot of people. I, I like to I like to preach out of the Old Testament sometimes, and um, I, I ministered for Roe when he was gone on a Wednesday, and we talked about the Holy Spirit, and I said, "See, the Holy Spirit didn't show up in the Book of Acts. He's been there since Genesis. He was there before the beginning." He was hovering over the water. So see, when the when the apostles would preach in the New Testament, they didn't have the book of Romans and the first Corinthians and second Corinthians. See, I'm not saying that the new covenant isn't valid. I'm saying that we have to look at the Old Testament to understand God, to understand what he's doing. You can't understand the new without the old. And then when you read the new and you enter into the new covenant, you take that lens and read the old covenant. You say, oh, there's God. Oh, there's the son. There's the Holy Spirit. I see it now. So, so we have to go and, and I want to cover this as we as we go into to more of the covenant and the blood. Matthew chapter five, verse 17. Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. So the old covenant, it wasn't destroyed. It was fulfilled. It, it was it was completed. It was it, God's word didn't switch. He didn't change his mind one day and say, you know what? Never mind. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to change my mind. I'm just going to send my son. That was always his desire. Again, Jesus was crucified before the foundations of the earth. So so now we have to see that that he come to fulfill the law and the prophets. So that every word that was spoken under the influence of the Holy Spirit come to pass. His word will never return void. When you're in unity and covenant and he speaks, you can bet your bottom dollar that word is going to come true. That word is a declaration and it's a banner over your life and nobody can take that banner down. Nobody. So so. He fulfilled the covenant. So let's look at Jeremiah chapter 31 verses 31. Jeremiah, I've got a lot of scripture. The word's good. The word is, man, it's solid. I love the word of God. You can't go wrong with scripture. Jeremiah 31 verses 31 through 34. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant "...with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in, in, the, in the day that I, looked, that I took them by the hand and led them out of Egypt. My covenant which they broke, though I was the husband to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. Get this, this is good. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people." He has always been the bridegroom. He says, listen, I tried and you they they broke the covenant that we made. So he has always been the b- bridegroom. He is consistent. He is who he says he is. And he says, listen, now this new covenant that Jeremiah is prophesying that he's receiving this prophetic word on. He's saying, listen, it's going to come to where you remember the Ark of the Covenant where, where it, the ark was this prophetic image of the test, the 10 commandments and the, the pot that had the manna inside of it. And it had Aaron's rod that was wood. It was a prophetic image that one day there was a wood pole that the sun would hang on. So now that law can be internal. It was all prophetic. It was saying, listen, one day you're not going to have to check off a list. I, I didn't steal. I didn't this. I didn't that. It's going to be internal and it's a way of life. I don't have to. I, 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 it's. Come on, man. It's not a religious thing. It's my way of life. I'm intimate with the father. And because I walked into new covenant, he now renewed my mind and he purified my heart so that it's the ways in which my heart aligns with his heart. My heart should be a window. Then you look through the window and see the heart of God. Come on, man. This is how it this is what he intended. The rod was the tree that Jesus hung on. And he said he's going to mark your minds and your hearts. How's he going to do that? It's the blood. It's the blood. The blood. That's how he's going to do it. He says in Hebrews 8, 7, it says there was fault with the old covenant. See, they they would go out and it got to be a religious thing where we went through our washing ceremonies and well, I knew I could stand in line and and bring my lamb and I could have the lamb slaughtered and the blood would cover it and the ram and all these different animals, the calf and 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 it got to be religious. The old covenant got to have no intimacy. It just I I go to church every Sunday morning and I pray on Sunday morning and and I and I and I I repeat the Lord's prayer and I do my devotion. But there got to be no depth inside of it. There was no internal change in your life. You're now walking in an old covenant mindset. It was the same thing. He's saying, listen, there was fault with the old. I'm bringing to you a better covenant. I'm bringing to you a blood that you won't have to kill an animal and keep splashing the blood on the altar. My blood will give you access to the intimacy. My blood will give you access into the kingdom. My heart can be your heart. My mind can be your mind. All through the blood of Jesus. Jeremiah 31 is fulfilled through the blood. This thing needs to get inside. How come when things like COVID and, and, and racial injustice pop up, the church tucks its tail in between its legs and run in the corner and hide? They're not under the blood. It's not internal. I don't know what to say. My lamb didn't do it. My Sunday morning prayer didn't do it. Man, I gotta get I got to get it under the blood. I got to get into access with the kingdom. I got to be in unity. I got to merge into one. That's what in our premarital counseling, we went to prophets. There's a lot of funny stories with that. They knew everything before we got there. So we didn't get to the curriculum a lot. It was great. It really was. But they talked about Daniela and I becoming one, that the, the, the two shall become one, so that when they see Daniela, they see Blaine. And when they see Blaine, they see Daniela. We're one. Man, that's got to be us as the church. When they see us, they just don't say, yeah, I know Roe goes to church. He's a pastor. Like, no, that's a man of God. That's a man of God. He knows when to speak and what to speak and how to speak. The things he's been preaching wasn't just to, to, to make you happy. It was literally an equipping So that we can walk in unity with the Lord. So Luke 22. Verse 19. This is the communion scripture. Verse 19 and 20. This is how it it was able to get internal. Luke 22. Verse 19 and 20 says this. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them. Saying, this is my body which was given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he also took the cup after supper saying... This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. Jesus didn't die just for your sins. He died for the wrath that that received. Listen, he just didn't die so that you could be free. He died so you didn't have to receive wrath. So you didn't have to receive judgment and punishment. He he said this cup, nevertheless, your will be done. He'll take this cup. He said, can it pass from me? That cup was the wrath of God. That cup was the judgment for our sins. You got to get that straight. It wasn't just the sentence for the judgment that it deserved. And so his body, by his his stripes, we are healed. He was bruised for our transgressions. Listen, his body took the the, the punishment of sin and his blood was splashed on the altar to seal us in that intimacy with God. It was his blood. Man, we we, got to understand what can wash away my sins. What, what, What can wash away the fear of covid? What can wash away social and I mean, racial injustice? Come on, it's the blood. We've got to know the blood and what it represents, what it's done in my life. I got to know about the blood. It's the only answer. It's the only answer is the blood of Jesus. It still speaks a better word. Okay, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24 says, and we have come to Jesus who establishes a new covenant with his blood sprinkled upon the mercy seat, this blood that continues to speak from heaven, forgiveness, which is better words than Abel's that flood and cry to the earth justice. See, Abel's blood cries for justice. But the blood of God is forgiveness. Forgiveness is the key that unlocks wholeness. When when you unlock that, when you you are under the blood and it's forgiveness of my sins, now I'm whole. Now now I'm walking into everything that he created me to walk into. I'm free. The things that the enemy has lied to me. Remember those three things? The... uh, the, the three sins which were the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life, those sins that are holding you down. Listen, you have to get that under the blood. Like we said, that blood is, is what will set you free. That blood will bring you into wholeness, will bring you into a clear mind, a spirit-led heart, a heart that is after the things which God is after. It, it, it's literally, we, we gotta move from Abel's blood for justice and we gotta move into forgiveness. Because when we, we, we freely receive forgiveness, we can freely give forgiveness. We can impart forgiveness. We can impart the things of God because freely we've received. So freely we can give. I want to look at the, the crucifixion for a minute. I heard a story of the, of, this, of this man overseas. He, I, I don't remember exactly where. But he is known for just carrying such an anointing and such a power. And and there will be people They'll bring people to him that are just possessed by the demonic and and things going on in their life. And he simply sets a cross down. And as soon as he sets the cross down before he can pray, the demon leaves him. Now, Now, see, it's not just the cross. It's the blood that was spilled on the cross that that when that when we remind the enemy of the cross and what happened on the cross they, they they get that aroma of the blood and realize every knee will bow and every tongue, will, every tongue will confess of what happened on that cross. The blood was poured out of Jesus. And, and so when we look at the crucifixion, we we've got to remember the blood that was poured out, because if you understand covenant in the Old Testament, you'll realize every part of the crucifixion was symbolic for an Old Testament, how they would slaughter the animals. See, Jesus poured... I heard Benny Hinn say this. Jesus was blood, had blood spilt seven times before the crucifixion. And there were seven different sprinklings of blood in the temple. So, so everything they did in the Old Testament, they had to continue to do yearly. They, they had to continue, but Jesus came and said, all of those things I'm going to fulfill. I, I'm going to do it once and for all. The, the blood's going to come... My blood, the, the, the blood that you don't need to renew every year. And so... Um, we have to we have to realize this. I want to I want to cover. There's a, two or three things I want to talk about in the blood specifically that comes from covenant. Uh, there's salvation in the blood. There's no other way to get saved. There's no other way to get free besides the blood. And I, I've covered this, but you can never get tired of hearing it. There, there's salvation in the blood. There's reconciliation in the blood. There's wholeness in the blood. The lamb whose blood didn't need renewed yearly. See, see the, the cross, the, the, the blood that poured out that each seven times that he was that they would strike him and the blood that poured out each time when they shoved the crown of thorns in his in his head, that blood poured out. And that was symbolic for the renewing of your mind, that that that, that blood that come from his head would 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 come and we would pray and intercede and that would come over our mind and purify purify our mind. That, that we would receive unity with the mind of God through the blood. That, that, that it, every time the blood, not one drop of blood went to waste. Not one drop. Every, drop. every drop brought us some sort of freedom and unity. So Colossians chapter 1 verse 20 says this. And by him to reconcile all things to himself. By him whether things on earth or things in heaven. Have made peace through the blood of his cross. Once again, we see that everything that was made is brought together, brought back to him by the blood. We bring our cities back to God. See, I taught a message. We were talking about revival. I have a group that I'm leading and we focus on revival and partnering with what God is doing. And I was talking about the watchman. And, and I was talking about how we, 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 we think of revival as a Sunday morning, somebody teaching and preaching, but we forget about the ingredients in revival. We forget about the watchmen that stand on the wall and intercede day and night and watch and partner with what God is doing in the city. And see, what we have to understand is the blood isn't just for the remission of our sins. It isn't just the atonement for our sins. It's the atonement for our cities. So we can stand and say, God, you created the city of Marion. So I'm going to stand on the wall and proclaim the blood of Jesus over the city. There's power in the blood. There's power. He said, listen, everything that I made is reconciled to me by the blood. If your family is out of line, you better plead the blood over your family. You better go to the mantle of your house and make the make the blood on your on your door lintel and say, God, this house, put us under the blood, put us under your protection the, listen, the blood, is, it's for our cities, it's for our households, it's for our schools. I don't know what to pray sometimes, I just pray the blood. Jesus, cover it in the blood, cover them in the blood. Cover your Pour this city out, cover it with your blood. See it the way you created it, God. See it through the lens of the blood. Oh, I got a lot of scripture, I'm sorry. Hmm. go into this romans chapter 5 verses 9 and 10 i have that down but i'm going to skip that i'm going to go to hebrews chapter 13 verses 20 and 21 now may the god of peace who brought up our lord jesus from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant make you complete in every good work to do his will working in you what is well pleasing in his sight through jesus christ to whom be glory forever and ever amen Listen, the salvation now, it not only makes us whole, it equips us. He's saying he's saying, listen, it'll make you complete in every good work to do his will working in you. What is well pleasing in his sight? It's 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 the blood that that will now equip you to do the work of the saints. It's it's the blood that will make you complete, not lacking anything. It's it's man. I I tell the teens we, we have teens that are. Trying to, I'm gonna put it this way, I shared this the other day, I said, you can't medicate a demonic spirit. See, see, we're, we have this mindset in this Western culture that, that now we need to medicate depression, we need to medicate anxiety, we need to medicate these things, and now we're, we're not applying the new covenant. We're saying we're Christian, but we're walking in this other mindset. See, the blood, I, I'm telling you, I'm bringing it together for you. Even if you're bored, just stay with me. I promise this blood that will renew your mind now will change the way you act. So when I'm walking and I'm seeing things, I can plead the blood over the depression and I don't have to go in debt for medication. I don't need to use my my, my card to prove I have health insurance. I can plead the blood and watch depression leave. That's what he paid for. He bought he wants what he paid for. He paid by his blood for us to be free. He paid with his blood for us to be whole. He paid in his blood for us to be reconciled to him. But we're walking saying we believe we're reading the word, but we're letting the demonic spirit dictate what we do with the blood. No, don't splash that over here. Don't man. You better just do this. Man, come on. This stuff can't be medicated. How are people going to know what can wash away our sins? How will people know there's power, power, wonderworking Power. In the blood of the lamb. How will they know the lamb of God? That's why he did signs, miracles and wonders to manifest the kingdom, to prove his holiness, to prove his righteousness. Man, we've got to start applying the blood in our daily walk. We can't keep letting darkness take dominion. When when, when darkness sees the blood, it turns and runs. I, I promise you, we have prayed over people and, and different small groups and different times walking downtown and different things. And we have literally prayed the blood and watch a person get delivered, watch a person get healed, watch a person. I had somebody come to our small group and they said, hey, I told the guy you're leading our small group. And he started crying and he said, because of that man, he come and preached one time at a worship night. And when he prayed over me, my anger left me, my anger that was going to ruin my marriage. I was an alcoholic and the leftover thing of the alcoholic was anger and I would get into these rages and I would yell at my wife and I don't know if he beat her or not. I don't know, but he would yell at her and he would get aggressive and he would be verbally abusive. And, and I prayed over him that night and just said, God, put this anger under the blood and he's never had to deal with it since. It's been three years and he's healed. He's delivered. I said, man, it wasn't because of me. It's because of the blood. Man, come on. You've got to carry that blood. So now I want to talk about the church. I want I want to talk about us in, in, in this time. So we've talked about being whole. We've talked about being um I love the word sozo. It's the word for for saved in some of the New Testament language. It's saved, healed, and delivered. It's you're whole. You're 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 walking in unity with the Lord. You're not saved but I'm still battling with this or that. It's a the blood's covered me. All of me. Every every nook and cranny. I'm healed and I am reconciled with Christ. And so I I, I we we talked about that. Now I want to look at the church. See, when Jesus was on the cross, he was pierced in the side. And, and, and there's a prophetic image in Genesis. Genesis chapter, I think it's two where Eve was taken out of the side of Adam. And that was prophetic for what the son of man would do on the cross. See, Adam was put under a deep sleep. That sleep is symbolic for death. And when he was dead, the bride came out of his side. Eve come out of the side. And when Jesus hung on the cross, they pierced him in the side and out came water and blood. Now, I want to I want to propose this to you that I think many of us have encountered water baptism and, and we've 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 been washed in, in on the water and the waters of life. But the blood is power. See, see, we're walking in water. We've been washed and I'm saved and I have given my heart to Christ and I've got my my save date marked on the inside of my calendar and my Bible and and everything's good. But I'm not walking in the fullness of the kingdom because I haven't let the blood pour over me. Water and blood is specific. There are different things. There's water and there's blood. Say it with me. There's and there's there it is. There's water and there's blood. We we, we have to move from I'm washed in the water. I'm baptized with water, but now I'm walking in the blood. And when I get washed in the blood, Jesus now sees me. Now, now God sees me through the lens of Jesus because I'm covered in Jesus's blood. And he puts a bullseye on me and says, Holy Spirit, invade that person. Come and rest on me. So I'm I'm free. I'm 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 saved, healed, delivered. And now I'm empowered because he covered me in the blood and God can't resist the blood. That's why when you plead the blood over your situation, God says, oh, I can't resist it. My son's blood is crying out for forgiveness. My son's blood is crying out over Daniela for more. And because it's crying out, I'm sending the Holy Spirit. And when she gets baptized and swamped in the Holy Spirit, that's when she can do the things that she does. That's why I remember one awesome testimony. She was leading worship and a man come and his legs were healed here in the sanctuary. A real old man and he had a hard time walking, hard time standing up. And he said, young lady, when you strummed the guitar and started to sing, my legs were healed. She knows the power of the blood. She's walking in the power. Listen, we have to receive that. We have to be born of water and of the blood. When he was pierced in the side, that's when we were born. That's when that's when the bride could now merge with the bridegroom, and that in that moment, see how you can find everything in Genesis one, two, and three. Oh, come on, this is good stuff. Mm-hmm. So this one of my favorite scriptures when I teach, um, when when I share, I'm, I've found that I'm more of a teacher than a preacher. I like to teach. I like to sit down and. And, 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 and just get into the word. But most of the time it ends up I start getting sweaty and preaching, I guess. And I got that imparted from Roe, I guess. You know, watch out when he prays for you. <laughs> so so I, I teach this oftentimes that we all know the scripture. Paul said, I die daily. Uh, my favorite evangelist of all time, Catherine Coleman, she said, I've died a thousand deaths. And, and listen, just as I, I, would, I would add this, just as much as we're to die daily, we have to apply the blood daily. We have to apply the blood. Now, listen to this. When you apply the blood, let's let's look at Job. Job, he, he, he applied the blood to his children. And, and you can read this later on your on your own. This will be your homework. Job didn't literally we don't read in the scriptures that he killed an animal, took the blood and threw it at his kids. I would like to see some of you try that today. That would be crazy. We, we, we need some serious counseling. But but listen, he covered them By interceding in prayer, and he knew he was old covenant, but had insight into the new. And he said, listen, I'm interceding on their behalf. Cover them with the blood. So now the enemy knew when he come up, he said, I can't touch Job. I can't touch his family because there was a surrounding. There was a covering of the blood. When we are covered in the blood and we apply it daily, how do you apply it daily? I'm not I'm not trying to be religious. Here's a religious mindset. Um, Jesus first miracle when he turned the water into wine. Oh, I've heard some crazy ones on that. I was part of a wedding and I was the only saved one. And they were like, they were just having a good time. And they said, well, Jesus turned water into wine. I think you missed the point of that one. But, but listen, (laughs) I've heard, I've really, I've heard some good ones. They're like, right, Blaine? And I'm like, oh, I disagree. But we'll just, we'll save that for another time. (laughs) They they had these ceremonial basins that were only used for rinsing before you could go into worship. So I would go in and I would rinse myself off, and, and there was was there eight or nine, six there was, I was way off. There were six of them, and they would wash, and then they would go into worship. Imagine when they took those full of water, they took their religious mindset and they opened it up, and it was the color of wine. He was showing them that the blood is going to wreck your religious mindset. You no longer can go through the motions and encounter heaven. If you're going to walk in the kingdom realm, you have to be submerged in the blood. If you want to if you want to have worship that literally wrecks the second level, the the, the second realm, you have to come in with the, the blood smeared all over you. You have to intercede in prayer, God, before we come into worship before we come into this time and this this moment of intercession, listen, cover me in the blood so that you see me through the lens of what your son did. And now you're you hear my prayers and you're working on my behalf. It's, it's, it's God. Before I get up this morning, I love Benny Hinn's book. Good morning, Holy Spirit. If you practice that, it'll change your it'll change your whole day. What I found, I told the teens, this fall asleep praying, you'll wake up praying. I started falling asleep last night. I was dozing off, just just rattling to the Lord, just praying, just just asking him to, uh, to bless this morning, to move on our behalf. And I woke up praying. Listen, when you are in that mindset, and say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Apply the blood to my life again. God, there is a city that needs me to declare your message. There's a city. There are people in my life. There is divine moments. There, there are there are things in the way blocking people's breakthrough that I need to speak under the authority of the blood. Make me one with you, God, so that I can only speak. Listen, Jesus didn't speak on his own initiative. Why, what would happen if we were covered in the blood and we only spoke when the spirit gave us utterance? Boy, it would be quiet, especially me. I'm a talker. I love to talk. It rose not kidding when we get together and talk, man. We can go from basketball to ministry like that. Then we can go right back to golf. We can go anywhere. I love to talk. But well, what would happen if we were so wrapped up in the things Jesus was wrapped up in? We only spoke when we had utterance. What, 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 what about, listen, when we spoke to issues in the community that we said, Holy Spirit, let me see that, that issue under the blood. What would happen if we only did those things? What if we walked in the way Jesus walked, talked in the way Jesus talked? Listen, that can happen if you get yourself under the blood, come into covenant with him. No more no more religious ceremonies where Sunday morning, man, I know I messed up Sunday night, but I'm going to wash my hands in the water and I'm heading to the altar. No, I'm not just going to lift my hands, baby. I want to be covered in the blood. I, I want to be whole. I want to be one with him. We have to walk into that. We, we have to come to that place, church, where, where, where we can walk in that place, walk in that authority. 1 John chapter 5, verses 7 and 8. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the father, the word and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one verse eight. And there are three that bear witness on earth, the spirit, the water and the blood. These three agree as one. You can't you can't just stop at the spirit. You can't just stop at the water. You you have to you have to understand the blood. You have to and I might propose you can't even bear witness of the spirit if you're not covered in the blood. The, The blood attracts the spirit. And those three things come into agreement as one and literally manifest the kingdom. They they they, they bring a realization to people. People have a revelation. I, I read this the other day. People know God is a lion, but not as a lamb. What do you mean? I I would say it like this. People want to say, oh, God, I know you're the lion of Judah. Come and roar into my situation. Come come like a lion, oh, God. Come and be the lion in my life. But, but what about the blood? What about the lamb? What what, what about the lamb? When you have a revelation of the lamb, your life will be changed. When you have a revelation of the lamb, the scriptures come alive. We have to know him as the, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the lion and the lamb, the mediator of the new covenant. We have to know Jesus. Come on, man, that's being in covenant with him. That's being one with him. He knows me and I know him. So now I, I, I'm going to I'm going to move into to this and um, Romans chapter eight, verse one says there, there is therefore n- there is no condemnation who are in Christ Jesus. But um, I'm sorry, let me read this again. There there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. See, Leviticus chapter one, verse 17 kind of goes like this. The life of the flesh is in the blood, meaning I have to take the blood. To to purify my flesh. Now the new covenant changes gears. Changes the motive. And says listen if you're going to be under the blood. That means the Holy Spirit can now come into you. But if the Holy Spirit is in you. The flesh has got to die. There's a war between the flesh and the spirit. See this new covenant mindset. Is what Jesus was talking about. When he said you can't put old wine. Into new wineskins. That's not anything to do with the wine. He was speaking of my blood is going to what what my blood represents. You can't carry it into your old mindset. It can't hold it. It's it's impossible. The, The skins will break and the wine will flow out. But he's saying, listen, this new wine, my blood is now going to purify, renew your mind so that you can hold this covenant as a lifestyle. You can't put new wine into old wine skins. You can't take the new covenant and make it and try to fit it with your old lifestyle. You can't live in the flesh and walk in unity and covenant with God. You can't take that old wine skin. That sucker's got to die on the cross. It's got to die. It's got That's what the cross it, you become one with him through the cross. You can't receive the blood until the old dies. Spiritually, that thing's got to die. That thing's got to get off you. That thing's got to get severed, man. It's got to it's got to get burnt out by the fire of God. You cannot carry the old into the new. I I, I see people all the time and I minister to people and, and it seems like they they keep asking me the repetitive same question. Why am I not receiving breakthrough? Why me? I'm crying out for justice. And I said, you need forgiveness because the blood of Jesus speaks a better word. The blood, the blood that new wine is better than your old wineskin. If you would say, God, give me a new wineskin, a new mindset, purify my mind, I would be able to walk into the things he has for me. I would be whole, I would be saved, healed, delivered, walking, able to carry what it is he has for me. I, I, I can't mix both. Man, I just talked to our teens and we talked about the taming of the tongue. We said the first manifestation of a purified heart should be what your mouth speaks. So teens, the next time I hear you backtalk your mom, you're telling me you're not saved. Next time you're cussing and, and, and then wanting to praise, you haven't been under the blood. The, the, the next time you're doing this on Saturday night, but try to come into the house of God Friday night, man, you haven't been under the blood. Come on, man. This is a lifestyle. We don't rinse our hands at the door with ceremonial basins and come in. Man, I was washed in November 8th, 2015. I, I, I was washed then. I had to move into the blood. Holy Spirit, give me give me more. Baptize me in the spirit. Cut out the old. Give me a new wineskin. I need more, God. If this thing's real and, and how I used to live, I, I didn't really want to change. And then he come and encountered me and I said, man, this has got to be real, and I'm not stopping. I'm not gonna be like the, the the two people on the road to Emmaus and stop, but God was willing to go farther. He's like, Man, you think this is great? You haven't even been covered in the blood yet. Come on, man, there's a world that needs changed. There, there are people crying and hurting, saying, What's the answer? And guess what? The answer is the blood. The blood speaks a better word. The blood speaks an answer. Come on, man, this is it. It's the blood. We walk in the covenant. We, we are one with him. So we have to crucify the flesh. The flesh, it, it's a polar opposite. It's a polar opposite than the spirit man. The flesh man and the spirit man. I didn't know that language, so I met Betty. She, she filled me in on the old Pentecostal language. <laughs> I was raw, man. I was like, flesh man, who says that? <laughs> I love you, Betty. <laughs> the Bible, I, I, I just, I'm like, okay. I had to get filled in on that. So now I feel a little more educated. The flesh man and the spirit man are polar opposites. You, you can't have both. You get that. I'm saying that you can't have both. So, so the flesh has got to die. It's got to get severed. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse six says, Who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Without the spirit, the letter's nothing. I mean, you can't just say, I never get in my word without asking Holy Spirit to come in and mediate for me. Holy Spirit, I'm not even going to waste my time unless you show up because I my mind will read it like a storybook. But Holy Spirit, apply the blood so that you can mediate this word for me so that it can come in and I can receive more of Holy Spirit so I can receive more of the kingdom of God so I can receive revelation of the lion in the Lamb. So that now I know I can have access into the kingdom and in the kingdom realm. So as I walk, as I as I as I walk, uh, walk by faith, not by sight is a scripture for your lifestyle. My lifestyle is in harmony with the Holy Spirit, with the kingdom. When I'm walking with God, I, I love this. I've had so many people we've prayed over and they said, wow, I received a vision of God and I walking hand in hand in the garden. I said, listen, that's your walk of life. Holy Spirit, what do I do in this situation? I'm holding Papa's hand and we're walking. We're walking every day, every moment of life. And, and, and when, I, when I see, when I'm walking, I, I'm not speaking on my own initiative. I'm not praying on my own initiative. I'm not. Man, I've, I've learned praying prophetically. It's better that I keep my mouth shut. And I wait and say, Holy Spirit, put this person under the blood. And, 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 then, and then you can now speak to me what, they, what, what you're speaking over them. I can come into agreement with what it is heaven saying over this person's life. I can now speak. New covenant language, I can now speak words over their life, what it would be like if the two shall become one. The father would become one with them. They would merge if they would come into covenant. Uh, God, apply the blood over them. Now, we're ministers of the new covenant. So we've walked into it and now we're ministers of it. We carry it. We we, we speak it. It's a lifestyle. It's and that's when I told the, the worship leader, my friend. I said, listen, when's the last time you, you sang about the blood? And if you're under the blood, you'll sing about the blood. There's a lot of great worship songs, but sometimes we always circle back to what can wash away my sins. Nothing but the blood. We always circle back there. Why? Because it's truth. It's truth. It's not just a personal testimony, which those songs are great. Those songs are great. The In This Room song. Daniela wrote that. It's a great song, but we always circle back to what can wash away my sins. Nothing but the blood. It's the foundation. We have no we have no Christianity without the blood. We have no salvation without the blood. We have nothing without the blood. When you start to walk in the blood and be a minister of the blood and the new covenant. Now you can walk as the Holy Spirit was hovering and you can speak over situations. Listen, when you're walking in covenant, now you can speak the let there be light moments. That's New Testament in the Old Testament. That, that's the covenant, the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, one. They're one. We can, as, as we're one, we speak and illuminate darkness. Now, I, I'm going I'm to close on this scripture. This blew my mind as I studied the original language. See, uh, the Lord has put a lot of stuff on my heart that I'm not going to go into right now, but he's put a lot of words of revival in my spirit. And, and, and I, 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 I've ministered on the blood, but I, I've been studying different things and different things of revival and and uh, one of the things he put on my heart a long time ago, maybe, maybe two years ago, a year ago, something like that, was 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5. And it says, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, and from such people turn away. And see, I thought, I, I thought something completely different, but when I studied the original language, he's saying, listen, those people are people that are out of covenant. If you have a form of godliness, but no power, you're not in covenant. So if you're not able, listen, this isn't condemnation at all. This is this is an invitation this isn't to beat you up. But if you are not walking in the power of the spirit, you're out of covenant. You're out of intimacy. You're having a form. You're going back to those basins and just washing. You haven't been washed in the blood. You've stopped at the water. You've only stopped at a form. And he's saying those people are out of covenant because power comes through the blood. Man, man, we we need the blood. It speaks a better word. Covenant speaks a better word. I tell people all the time. and I've already said it. I, I the blood is the answer for everything. I didn't see a good marriage growing up. I didn't know how to treat Daniela. And I said, God, how do I do this? And he said, come into covenant with me. So he cares about the marriage. I said, God, how do I steward this? This youth group? Am I called to youth ministry? What do I do? And he said, be in covenant with me. Be under the blood when you're under the blood, I'll give you a word for that generation. You won't speak on your own initiative. You won't have to just have games for an hour and a half. We're breaking all the rules of youth ministry. If you haven't found out, I had somebody tell me what time this is funny. They said, hey, listen, you're going to be a youth pastor. I've got a book to give you, and it tells you how to do ministry, how to do youth ministry in America. You never preach longer than 15 minutes. I said, don't bother giving me that book. That's OK. You can have it. Listen, I've got one book right here, the word of God. And as Holy Spirit, come on, guys, it's, it's right here. We consume the word. We've got to consume this thing. When we take communion, don't do it in vain. If you're not drinking, if you're not drinking the blood, when you do communion and you drink the blood again, he is applying the blood so that now he he, he sends you the Holy Spirit. He sends he sees you through the lens. He sees Jesus in you. You're a window. He sees Jesus. And now he says, you're you. You can hold, you can host the presence of the Holy Spirit. And as you grow and as you walk with him and as you apply the blood and as you continue, as you continue to understand the blood, he gives you more and more and more, more favor, more weight, more trust, more this. And all of a sudden you're walking in the kingdom realm. Your cup is running over the original language. I'm intoxicated on you, Jesus. I am full. I am carrying your blood. I'm a minister of your blood. Come on, this this is this is what I want to do. We have we have a few minutes left. Listen, I, I want a worship team. If you want to come up, I want to I want to do this. I want to I want to I, I encounter God. He's in the room, but I want Him to work in your lives. Listen, I, I, I there was so much I wanted to say, um, and I had stuff ready, um, and I better get ready before I go boating this weekend. And I, I, I he changed it this morning. He said maybe maybe say a little less. Give some scripture and teach this thing. And then give time for people to come under the blood. Because what this church is going into, what we're walking into, it will be impossible to enter in if you're not in the blood. It will be impossible to carry this. It will be impossible to walk in this if we're not under the blood. If, if we don't understand the power of the cross, if we don't understand the power in the blood, it doesn't matter. And so as the worship team gets up here, I want to do a few things. You can do this at your seat, or I can pray with you. I, I, want, I want to do this. I, I want. If, if there's something in your life that keeps hindering you, that keeps coming back up, that keeps blocking you, there is no shame in coming to this altar. There is no shame in coming up and getting prayer. This is not condemnation. This is an invitation to more. This is an invitation to the fullness this is an invitation to identity. This is an invitation to freedom. This is an invitation to see Jesus like you've never seen him before. This is, this is it. This, I want you, if, if there's something in your life, come forward. We want to pray for you, or you can do it at your seat. We're going to pray for it. Lord, Father, we just come to you right now, Jesus. And we just ask, Lord, that you put your finger on that thing in our life. That thing that's holding us back. That thing that's hindering us, God. That thing that's an echo from the, the garden, the enemy speaking over our lives, God. That thing, I just pray that you put your finger on it right now. Sever that thing, Dad, in the name of Jesus. Pour your blood on it, God. We just, we come against it in our lives. We want the fullness of who you are. Jesus, that thing, take it to the cross. Cover it under the blood. Free us, God. Set us free. Lord, we walk into that. We put that on. We, we put it in. We walk into covenant. We, we come into agreement with the terms of the covenant, God. We walk into that with you, God. We we walk into it, Papa. Just set us free, Jesus. Cover us, smear us in the blood from head to toe, God. I sense right now that the, the spirit of anxiety is leaving somebody. If that's you, come into agreement with that. Say, yes, Jesus, that was for me. I feel that heartbreak is coming into reconciliation right now. Right now, people that have had their heart broken. People close to him have let him down. God, just put that under the blood. Cover that in the blood, God. People that have been disappointed from years, things didn't go your way. You thought God was going to use you in a different way. And you've come into agreement with disappointment. God, put that under the blood. The best is yet to come. I I hear him speaking that over that person. Cover them with the blood, God. All strongholds, all, all ties that the enemy has, has come into their life and they've come into agreement with that. We break it off in the name of Jesus. God, we come in purified, covered in the blood, into unity, into covenant with you, Jesus. Freedom, we speak. We release freedom in the name of Jesus. Healing, deliverance. Let him know about it. Say, God, I need, I need this under the blood. Now, God, I speak to our families. Lord, I just pray that the spirit of increased faith, the gift of increased faith come over us right now, that we would learn to intercede and pray, God, that we would pray like never before, that we would stand and and pray over our cities, pray over our families. God, cover our families in the blood, Jesus, even if they're rebelling right now, even if they're not they're not in relationship in covenant with you, God, we just pray that we intercede, we plead the blood of Jesus over them right now. Let them feel such a power fill the room where they're at, God. Yeah, yeah. Cover us in the blood, Jesus. Cover our families under the blood. Bring us into covenant, covenant with you, and unity with you. No room for anything else. We are one. gift of the prophetic would flow, that we would hear you speak prophetically God, that we would speak prophetically, that we would flow in the gift of prophecy Jesus I I pray that we would become ministers of this new covenant we become ministers of the blood